RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines. Chief Secretary John Lee has called Sunday's LegCo polls the largest Hong Kong has seen. Police have arrested two men who are accused of urging people to join unauthorized assemblies after the election. And the total number of Omicron cases in Hong Kong reaches 11. Chief Secretary John Lee and Constitutional and Mainland Affairs Secretary Eric Tsang today inspected preparation work at the Central Counting Station at the Convention and Exhibition Centre ahead of Sunday's Legislative Council elections. Mr Lee called the polls the largest Hong Kong has seen with a record amount of election staff on hand to help voters return an unprecedented number of lawmakers. He urged people to take part in the election so to make sure it's a success so forces that aim to sabotage the vote will not succeed. Police say they've arrested two men on suspicion of inciting others to commit arson and attack or kill police officers and government officials. The force said the pair, aged 22 and 34, are also accused of urging people to join unauthorized assemblies after Sunday's LegCo polls and of calling on people to adopt various means to influence the elections. Superintendent Tam Shun is from the Cybersecurity and Technology Crime Bureau. It's about uh, inciting people to uh, use uh, various violent acts, including uh, the use of the equipment to cause arson on a specific uh, locations. And also, there are posts stating that the intention of inciting people uh, to cause serious uh, bodily harm against police and other government officials. Hong Kong has reported two more cases of the Omicron coronavirus variant, raising the total to 11 so far. Both patients are cargo crew members. Damon Pang has more. The two latest Omicron patients are co-workers. One of them, a 41-year-old man, is among seven of the city's latest imported cases. He arrived on Wednesday on flight ACP-502 via the United Arab Emirates. The flight had also been in Kenya, Uganda and India. The asymptomatic patient tested positive for antibodies. Officials said he had also come down with coronavirus in July last year and was fully vaccinated with AstraZeneca in Kenya earlier this year. His 27-year-old colleague arrived here on the same flight on Wednesday and was confirmed with COVID-19 the next day. He received the Moderna vaccine in September. As for the Cathay Pacific cargo pilot who came down with coronavirus on Thursday, authorities were still trying to confirm if he had the Omicron variant. They said those who live in Chengheng building in Yamate, where the patient lives, and those who work in the same building are subject to more compulsory tests. To Japan, where at least 27 people were feared dead after a fire swept through a psychiatric clinic in a commercial building in Osaka. Police are investigating whether it was started on purpose. The official death toll currently stands at 19. The BBC's Rupert Wingfield Hayes reports. It is increasingly looking as if it was started deliberately. We don't know this for sure, but the police say they have received eyewitness reports from people who say they saw a man they think was in his 50s or 60s going into the building shortly before the fire broke out with some sort of container in a bag which they say was leaking some sort of flammable liquid. This is anecdotal, but certainly the nature of the fire and the speed with which it took over the fourth floor and the fact that no one on that floor was able to escape suggests that something happened near the entrance to the clinic uh, where all these people were waiting. 
Osaka residents like Yuji Yuihara, who works in the finance sector, have expressed their shock and condolences. I saw the news, and they're saying possible arson. I haven't heard of the reason for how this fire started, but I am shocked and wondering why someone would do this. And I also give my condolences to those who died. And now the weather. Mainly cloudy, cool tomorrow morning with a minimum temperature of about 16 degrees in the urban areas and a few degrees lower in the new territories. Dry with sunny periods during the day. The maximum temperature will be around 21 degrees. Moderate to fresh northerly winds, occasionally strong offshore and on high ground. The outlook, it will be windy in the following couple of days. Cool on Sunday morning, cloudy with rain on Monday and Tuesday. The temperature now is 19 degrees and the humidity is 59%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has appointed Barrister Priscilla Wong as the new chairwoman of the Council of the University of Hong Kong. Jimmy Choi reports. Priscilla Wong, who chairs the Independent Police Complaints Council and the Minimum Wage Commission, will begin her three-year term as HKU Council chairwoman from January the 1st, replacing Arthur Lee. Education Secretary Kevin Young has welcomed the appointment, saying Ms Wong is a committed leader in society and has excellent capability and ample experience in extensive areas. Both he and HKU President Professor Zhang Xiang thanked Arthur Lee for his almost six years' leadership at HKU. For his part, the outgoing council chairman said the university's international ranking had continued to rise during his term, and discipline and moral standards were instilled. He said he sees a great future for the university in the coming decade. A student has been sent to a detention centre after he admitted to throwing a petrol bomb at a roadblock in Mongkok last year and possessing materials to make more. Francis Sit reports. Lao Shihei, who was 16 at the time, had pleaded guilty to arson and possessing items with intent to destroy property. The court heard that he threw a petrol bomb when several others blocked the road in Mongkok in February 2020. More petrol bombs and relevant materials were found in a hotel room Lao and five others rented, the court heard. In sentencing, Deputy Judge Peter Ho noted materials found in the hotel room were enough to make more Molotov cocktails. But he said the case happened late at night and the fire was small and only charred the road. He said the safety risk was relatively low and the fire didn't affect other people or property. The judge also said the teenager could not have been a mastermind or a key figure in the case because he felt his chemistry and physics at school. Judge Ho said a custodial sentence was the only suitable option, but added a heavy deterrent sentence was not necessary because social unrest won't happen in Hong Kong anymore as the city has transitioned from chaos to order. The teenager will spend between one to six months in the detention center depending on his conduct. Labour Party Chairman Stephen Kwok has been given a two-week prison term over the interruption he caused to a LegCo meeting last year. He earlier pleaded guilty to contempt and resisting or obstructing a LegCo officer. Here again is Francis Sitt. Stephen Kwok, who was then a lawmaker assistant, threw down a stack of paper from the public gallery during a committee meeting in May last year. A security guard was also injured as he tried to subdue him. 
In sentencing, West Kalu Magistrate Miniwat said the 600 or so pieces of paper cork dropped could have hit people, and this would have amounted to assault. She said the meeting taking place was important, being as the House Committee had for months failed to elect a chairperson. Cork's action had distracted people and caused further delay to a meeting that had already been repeatedly interrupted, wasting manpower and public money, the magistrate said. She said the security guard might have fallen because he lost his balance, but Cork still bears unshirkable responsibility for the injury the guard suffered. The Labour Party chairman was already serving an eight-month jail sentence over a banned June 4th vigil last year. The Federation of Trade Unions has called on the government to reserve half of the mainland quarantine-free travel quota for those wanting to travel on compassionate grounds. It said some workers here had been separated from their families living across the border for too long, and some needed to visit relatives who are seriously ill. The FTU said the Social Welfare Department could decide who gets to travel first. This cross-border truck driver who had sought help from the Federation said she hoped to reunite with her young daughters once the border reopens. I drive past my home every day and see the light through the window, but I can't go home. I feel so bad. I started living in a quarantine hotel when my twin girls were two years and three months old. Now they are three and a half years old. They have gradually developed emotional issues. Representatives of frontline doctors and nurses have given lukewarm reception to the latest efforts by the hospital authority to retain staff. They say a new home loan scheme proposed by the HA failed to tackle the heart of the problem. Here's Maggie Ho. In the latest bid to stop a worsening brain drain, the hospital authority announced that it is to offer staff a down payment loan for a property capped at 48 months of their salary or $6 million with the interest rate set at around 1% and a repayment period of 20 years. But speaking on an RTHK program, the president of the Public Doctors Association, Tony Ling, said other forms of financial assistance, such as a home loan interest subsidy scheme, used to be popular. But they are no longer the case. All along, frontline medical staff have been frustrated about the crowded situation and the poor service quality at public hospitals. So, if these core issues are not solved, I don't think short term favours like this would help much. Chairman of the Association of Hong Kong Nursing Staff, Anders Yun, said he hasn't talked to colleagues about the new offer yet, but noted a survey done earlier this year showed people are not leaving the sector merely because they can't afford to buy a home. Back then, 80% of our colleagues who were planning to emigrate did not do so because of the property prices, but because of the wider social situation or the political situation. So whether the new offer will ease the brain drain, I have reservation. Since the loans have to be repaid in 20 years, Mr Yun said he believed only staff members who don't mind staying with the hospital authority for two more decades will find a new loan attractive. 
At least five people were reported dead in the Philippines after Typhoon Rai engulfed villages in floods that trapped residents on roofs, toppled trees, and knocked out power in southern and central island provinces. The storm made landfall on the popular tourist island of Shargao yesterday, bringing winds of 195 kilometers an hour and heavy rain. The BBC's Howard Johnson reports. To understand this storm, you need to understand the geography of the Philippines, more than 7,000 islands, and this storm has barreled across nine of them. It's made landfall in nine different places. But along the way, it's uh, you know, affected many places, particularly Bohol. Uh, we've seen the Dinagat Islands also inundated with rain. We've seen riverbanks burst, people being evacuated from their homes. But the big question is, what has happened on Shogao Island, the first place it hit yesterday? Today, around 1.30 p.m. local time here, it hit that uh, place with a storm uh, power of around 195 kilometers per hour winds and heavy rains. And we have heard some information trickling out from a local congressman who said that damage there, according to an, a local official, the damage is devastating. Uh, communication lines, the main communication lines are still down, but we've also heard that the airport terminal there is totally damaged, but the runway is clear. So hope. We're hoping in the next few hours that the emergency services will be able to get in there and assess the damage on that very popular tourist island. The storm is now moving west and has entered the southern part of the South China Sea. North Korea has urged its people to maintain absolute trust in their leader Kim Jong-un on the 10th anniversary of his rule. An editorial in a state-run newspaper said citizens should entrust their fate to his authority. And now to sport. And for a preview of the English Premier League this weekend, here's the BBC's John Bennett. COVID-19 outbreaks at several clubs mean this is a very unsettled time in the Premier League and there's a danger that more of the fixtures scheduled for this weekend could be called off. Aston Villa manager Steven Gerrard has admitted that's made preparing for their game against Burnley extremely tricky. Gerrard has won four of his six matches since taking over as Villa manager. Burnley are still in the bottom three and had their match against relegation rivals Watford called off at very late notice earlier this week. Elsewhere, after their very impressive 7-0 win over Leeds on Tuesday, Premier League leaders Manchester City are away to Newcastle, who are counting the days until January when they can finally start signing players again. Second place Liverpool are away to Tottenham Hotspur, who are back in action after their last three matches were postponed due to COVID-19. The matches against Wren, Brighton and Leicester were all called off, so it'll be interesting to see how Antonio Conte's players will respond to that enforced break from games. As for Leeds, the team who are on the end of that 7-0 defeat by Man City, can they bounce back against Arsenal? Leeds have huge injury problems going into the game, with key players like Calvin Phillips still on the sidelines. And now a reminder of our top stories tonight. Chief Secretary John Lee has called Sunday's LegCo polls the largest Hong Kong has seen. Police have arrested two men who are accused of urging people to join unauthorized assemblies after the election. And the total number of Omicron cases in Hong Kong reaches 11. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio Listening to Peter King. Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. 
Well, the names have all changed since you hung around, but those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd lead ya? Sebastian, of course, once upon a time a member of the Loving Spoonful. In fact, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame about, well, must be about 20 or so years ago. That was his big hit, though, from 1976 as a solo artist. Welcome back, indeed, this Friday night. Looking after you through till one. Sentimental journey, as always, departing at five past midnight. But now, let's see if you're on an element. Oh, no. 